0: So just a few stats, just uh, I like doing stats at the beginning of things just so we know where we stand. Um, now I've, I've dug these up from uh, sources which aren't listed on here but I'll make sure they're all in the notes so if you want to dig further. But about um, on the stat I read, 92% of customers read online reviews before buying because these are just text reviews, you know, the things you see on Amazon or Sehola. a huge amount of people want to look at those. Mm. and. Crucially, 70% of people trust reviews from strangers. They trust review from people they don't know. You can get a bit of a problem online with review fraud where people are paying other people to submit reviews. However, if you have enough reviews and you have a good mix of positive and a few negative and, and they're balanced, they're a really good way to get an opinion and an idea of whether people are using it. Also, particularly, whether you're getting regular reviews, you didn't just get a flurry of reviews at the beginning and then that's it. It's all about getting regular reviews so people can see that service is still working and people still like it. Also, the um, this is quite interesting that uh, customer reviews can actually increase product conversion. Now, it depends on when they're used, but you can use it um, maybe as people are coming through the consideration decision stage of buying a product and it can actually increase conversion. And this is where those um, uh, products Like tips or insights can be really useful where you're sharing something uh, about the software. I think it brings people a little bit closer. Um, Something I've um, certainly reading on these pages, but also I learned from a couple of podcasts is that videos trigger emotions. I think Claire mentioned that earlier. But if we see someone smiling and you have probably found this watching the TV or something like that. If you see someone smiling, you will find yourself smiling as well. Uh, it's the same with laughter. If you if you listen to someone laughing on a podcast, uh, I start I start smiling. I start laughing with them. It's we we mirror people. That's what we do. Most people do that. Um, we do it to feel comfortable. We do it because it, that's the, the social social situation. Um, and often uh, as as humans, as, as animals, we would do that when we're together and, and very close to each other. But video can um, give the impression of being close to someone. And also something else I learned quite recently is actually if you can get close to the camera and have a tightly cropped um, shot, that will actually give the impression that you're very close to that person and create a more a deeper bond. I mean, none of it it, it is uh, as real as being next to the person, but it does uh, echo that or mirrors it. Um, video also has a higher retention rate compared compared to text now that's retention of the information that's in the video itself so this is useful for any video work whether testimonial or otherwise but people find it a lot easier to remember because we're very visual creatures that's how we work um it's very quick for us to see something and interpret it whereas reading is hard work it actually uh takes a lot longer to go through our um our brain so that we understand what's going on, whereas um, something that's visual is a lot quicker and so therefore it's easy to, easier to retain. And, and this is crucial for video testimonials I think, they are easier to share. It's, it's quite difficult sometimes to, uh, you can share a blog I guess, or you could s- take a little snippet from, um, from a testimonial that you've seen and share it, but it's a lot easier to see something on Twitter um, with a little embedded video and just share it with other people particularly if it's got you in it. So if I give a video testimonial to a product or service I've been using and they publish that on their website or all their social feeds, I'm going to want to share that because I am proud and pleased to give them that testimonial. So I'm going to want to share it with other people uh, and that can make it, that can sort of uh, increase the reach. Anyway, let's move on to stats. So um, I'm just going to very briefly talk about how to ask for a video testimonial. I'm actually um, was just, Uh, finishing off the email template because i've uh, i've worked with a number of customers on different email templates for getting client testimonials um or for asking their clients about testimonials so what i'm going to do is i've almost finished putting that chain together so you can see how to ask follow-ups how to say thank you what's next and all those steps i mean obviously that you'll need to tailor them for the particular the way that you're asking but you can use them as a guide to start off with i find that very helpful um i think it's quite difficult to ask for a testimonial. Certainly if, it's, if, it's, um, if you're not with your customer already. I think if you're in front of your customer and you've just completed the, delivered the service or the product, it might be easier at that time to uh, get the testimonial. Um, but sometimes it's quite difficult remotely. Maybe we've just finished a website for someone and um, we've then let the website bed in for 14 days or so. And so actually the project's product, been going on for quite some time, maybe a couple of months. And so at what point do you ask? So we tend to ask at the end of the process when we're wrapping up, making sure everything's okay. And what we tend to do first is we'll ask for just uh, some feedback. So how did the project go? What are the benefits to them? That sort of thing. So just sort of general feedback. And that can be in text. If if they're willing to give that feedback, then I would then go a little bit further and say, oh, that's really good. Do you mind doing that as a video testimonial? And so I'll then decide whether we can organize to go and visit them or we do something remotely. And we'll talk about the different ways we can do that filming later. But I wouldn't always just jump into doing a video testimonial. Um, I think you might want to just find out who's interested first, who is keen, who's passionate, who's gonna say really nice things about your company. Um, and then, and you can do that much easier with something like uh, just a text testimonial. And that's actually, weird. we'd use say hola for that. So we'd send out say hola, um. After every successful project. And then the people who come back to that are the ones I will focus on to um, go and ask if they want a video testimonial. So know that if I do, if you do get to say a say hello review and you fill it out, I might well be in touch with you. Say, that's really nice. Maybe we could have a video testimonial. The other thing I found quite useful is, and actually this can work for other other emails as well, is to ask if people can do you a favor. I think we wrote a blog article on this. I will try and find it on our on our website. But if you ask someone to do you a favor, they feel a little bit more likely to do that even if they don't like you and i think the example that louise wrote on the blog is benjamin franklin but he had uh, someone who didn't like him but but he wanted his help on something and so they wouldn't work together but he he said look can you do me a favor so um the other guy he was working with felt obliged to do that because actually he 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 wanted to help and he felt like that that asking for a favor was actually something that he could do and all those barriers um about him being his um, competitor just disappeared and he wanted to help him so actually it can be quite useful if you ask your customers if they can do you a favor because a lot of those barriers go down and a lot of people are quite willing to help you okay so this is where we get into the the detail and the fun um, we're going to go through interview formats and Claire and I is going to talk about our experience and some some tips and tricks that we found with that um, whether it's like a formal interview where you'll go and visit someone or something quick at an event or even remotely um, very similar to this almost. Okay, so we're going to start with formal interviews. I'll just give a rundown here then. Claire, maybe you can give me your feelings on it. So formal interviews are something you might see on the BBC. They're a very formal style. Um, They're quite professional. uh, Definitely. Um, Often you can have the interviewer behind the camera and the interviewer interviewee in front of the camera. I've got some visual examples coming up in a minute. Or maybe it's the camera is looking at both parties. So you've got the interviewer and interviewee almost facing each other, having a conversation. Um, I think it's nice with formal interviews because you can send your questions in advance so people have time to um, think about what they want to say. They can give a considered response. You can take your time with it. Um, I do think they do take longer to organise than other methods we're gonna talk about. Because there's more involved. They've got to spend more time out of their day. They've got you. You might take longer over the filming. But I think you can have a really good result. And for me, you can really dig into the company. I mean, when we've done uh, testimonials, really most of the video that we uh, film is focused on what the company does, how they help people a little bit on how they work with us and then um, moving on to the actual testimonial. Uh, what are your thoughts on them, Claire? Exactly. Um, along that sort of line, um, it's a great way for the customer to showcase their services. Um, and it's a selling point when you're trying to lure them onto the camera. You know, So that's an incentive for them. They're great. They're traditional. It's good to be able to sort of pre warn people what the questions are. However, there is that sort of Balancing act of them not overthinking it and writing a script and trying to memorize it. There's a balance of how you manage it. Yeah, like you say, you can get a really sort of full, sort of flavored response. And it's generally, uh, you can make people quite comfortable because you can kind of set them up and it's slightly more staged and you can take your time with it. If you found this podcast interesting, then you might like my marketing club. You can join for free to receive regular tips and advice so you can become more effective in marketing your business. Pro members get access to my live webinars every single month, along with all the previous webinars I've done. It's about two years worth now. There's even a podcast version that you can listen to while you walk the dog. You can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com club. Bye for now. who's <laughs>